I want to ask you this too. You know, a lot of moments. What exactly would be the wildest moment of your career that comes to mind? You say, man, that's that's hard to top. Well, could be anything. That's from it was. It's, it was behind the scenes with you know my, with my freaks. You know that's why you know they don't call me the big bad booty daddy for nothing. It's because you know the, the moments I had with my freaks and you know going to uh, places you know uh, erotica. I mean it doesn't get no better than you know with the, with a woman. You know so that's probably the highlight behind the scenes. You know is that but it's also which tops the stuff I did in the camera because you know. Women are beautiful creatures, man. Yeah. I love them. Yeah. As do I, and uh, <laughs> I guess some of those stories are probably uh, better left for another time, I suppose. Yeah, it's, it's hard to explain, you know, the, the good times I've had, you know. It's like, I, I can't imagine anybody had more, more fun than I did. All right, guys, welcome back to the New Blood Rising podcast and our special bonus coverage of the Steiner Brothers versus Bam Bam Bigelow and Big Van Vader. I should have flipped them. I don't know. Probably yeah, Big Van Vader and Bam Bam Bigelow, whichever you want to call it. Otherwise known as Big Bad and Dangerous. Um, I'm William Rinkin, still joined by Charlie Stabile. Yep, still here. And now we're going to get into this. So hopefully you either, A, you just, you were listening to us on the go and you got to hear us kind of, you know, parse through this thing in audio form. But hopefully you've gone to the Vimeo page and you've already seen the match. If you haven't, hit stop now, get back there, watch that match with our commentary so you can see kind of where we're going to be headed here in this breakdown. So, again, this was the Steiner brothers uh, taking on the IWGP um, World Tag Team Champions, Big Van Vader, Bam Bam Bigelow, otherwise known as Big Bad and Dangerous. And let's just get into it, man. So, overall, like... Did this live up to your expectations when we when I sent you the link and you're thinking, okay, what is this? How is this gonna go? Did it live up to like what you were thinking it was going to be? Honestly, <clears throat> as much as I do like this match, no. And that's, and I think that was just because of your text where you were like, I love this match, and I'm like, oh my god, like what happens? And it's basically just, uh, as far as I can tell, it's it's just a pretty well done, straightforward match. With, with the two teams. Like, there's nothing overly special about it other than the fact of the novelty of the match. Um, and everything else that comes with that is just solid and ring work, basically. Yeah. Yeah, so... I um, What I absolutely loved was that it's just, like, two guys, just uh, two teams just throwing, like, just haymakers yep. at each other the whole time. And one throws one, the other team has to recover then they answer with one of their own and it switches back and it's just this really great back and forth i think the thing that like i i think the finish is what's kind of weird and i don't know i try to reason with myself like is this is this a different is this a different promotions type of thing where like this would be a a a typical finish you would see because it does kind of just come out of nowhere with just what all amounts to is a fairly basic move compared to what each team had thrown each other earlier on. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, even when we watched it for the commentary episode, which was my second time watching it, that I didn't say it on that episode, but that kind of threw me off. I was like, whoa, I don't remember it being over that quick. Because uh, yeah. it feels like it's leading to another um, tag for Scott Steiner. And and I, I definitely remember watching it the first time thinking Rick Steiner 
is kicking out of so many things. And it didn't feel like that this time for some reason. Um, yeah. It just kind of felt like he was just kicking out of basic moves. Um, let's circle back to, we have not seen Vader really in some, like, well, we've kind of seen Vader off and on. And when you go back through just sort of where things were there, the working relationship between WCW and new Japan would fluctuate. And I think now where we're at 92, it's getting to a better place to where, um, Vader's going to be able to have a, a much more manageable schedule because I mean, honestly, like we've only seen him pop up a couple of times, and in those couple of times, like he's really not Vader yet. You would agree? Um, I guess not. No, at least not not by my full memory of him. No, right. Like when I think of Vader from my childhood, I think of Masters of the Power Bomb. Right. And we think of the guy who just kills Sting, like every yes. time he wrestles. Yeah, him, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, those world title matches with Sting, or even yeah. Ric Flair. Uh, right. Yeah. Okay. He's not yeah. quite there yet. <clears throat> I mean, when we first saw him, he had on the... The, the mask on top the, of the mask. Right. He had... And, and and that is memorable, but you could tell, like, he just wasn't quite there yet. And his career is interesting how it kind of... He kind of bounced around a little bit. New Japan is where... And we mentioned this in the commentary. New Japan helps him so much as kind of find a way to, like refine his character refine the rapport with the crowd like find out find out what that is for vader and i mean he's so ridiculously over over there over in japan unbelievably over and it, it you really do see like in this match like this is gonna this is this is the vader i feel like we know it's just a matter of him getting into the matches we remember at this point i also like to throw a shout out to bam bam bigelow um we, we mentioned it on the previous episode about how he's kind of a journeyman wrestler uh, Bam Bam was, in my eyes, a success in every company he went into. And that's not easy to say. Um, like, every run he had, every time he went back, he was always successful. And I don't know why that is. Maybe it's because Bam Bam, like, even in ECW, Bam Bam was never put in the main event. Uh, like, world title matches for some reason. He was always, like, high mid-card which is strange because of his size and his ability, but he always excelled. And even in New Japan, apparently, like just just by watching that match, you know he's a big deal there. And <clears throat> you know we know come like he his he'll be transitioning out of New Japan real soon because he's going to become like just an ultra heel in WWE, just an unbelievable a great heel. run. Yeah, I mean he gets that. I'm, I mean it counts. He headlined WrestleMania. Yes, yes, be, he did. That's true. I mean, I, I know it's not the most glorious circumstances, but the effort he puts into that match shows you how good he is because he made Lawrence Taylor look legitimate. You know, like he made him look like a real wrestler at times, like that he was capable of hanging in there. The, the with, miracle of the match is it's the best match on the card. Yeah. It yeah, really a, is. Yeah. And it's because of Bam Bam. <clears throat> yeah, so that's... um. I'm glad you point out with Bam Bam because that's what I was going to circle around to next because it's interesting just because we don't we haven't seen too much of either one of them with the Steiners. What I found interesting was I was trying to do as much research on this just this one particular match, and when the Steiners came back over to do this, like apparently Bam Bam and Vader, like they they got along great, like all together, all four of them, and they they tried to kind of teach them a little bit of what what the nuances and the differences are, what is going to work with a, a new Japan crowd versus with WCW. Now the, the 
that's awesome. At the same time, I feel like they were kind of already there because we watched that. We watched that super show. Yes, we did. You know, from '91, where they they, I mean, that's where they first won the IWGP tag titles in a in a great match. You remember that one? That was the match of that card. Absolutely. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah. Probably so, still my favorite was... Steiner's match to be to be honest. <clears throat> Although that one from that that one from Wrestle War is highly entertaining. Uh. <laughs> Yes, I guess if that's the word you want to go with, yes, it, it was. Yeah, it's entertaining to some degree. I mean, like it's a it it's another one of those like my God, this poor man, this <laughs> poor to... man. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, it is a match where basically it's just like muscle on top of muscle. But I will say, like they tell a pretty good story throughout this. Like, and I think a lot of it, like, and we don't have really commentary to help us through, like we would like with Jim Ross or Shivani or someone like that to kind of guide us through. It's how are these guys who, who are, we know the, the Steiners are not like lightweights. They're pretty beefy guys, but they're going up against guys that are twice their size. How are they going to manage? And my God, like some of the things they pull off, like that German that you were mentioning wow. that Rick Steiner pulls on Vader is incredible. It's amazing. A released German suplex in 1992. Uh, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that. Or even, like I said, I'm still not convinced we've seen a German suplex at all. Uh, like with a bridge or anything like that. Um, I, it's it's just so jarring to see that move uh, before 1998 or nine. You remember when we were looking at that that Kurt Henning um, perfect plex or Henning plex to the big show and like how it was that's what revenge or any of those games? Yes. I feel like <clears throat> they based the German suplex to the big guy that you try to do in these games that like you struggle if you're a, if you're a smaller guy and you try to you know do a reverse grapple. Oh, a yeah. large gun. <laughs> this, this looks like the prototype for it. It does. No, it really does. And uh, and Vader, man, takes it like a champ. So there's that weird ref bump, like, and and it was like the one thing I was like, was this needed in the match? Like, is it? Are we trying to like? I was trying to figure out like what really the point of it is because, like it, and and I know it's one of those like oh the. Uh, big bad and dangerous get the visual pin over Rick Steiner, but I'm like, you know, those are one. That's one of those things in wrestling. Like I understand it's part of the show. Like ref bumps or ref things, things that happen with a ref, are part of it. I was, it was one thing. I was like, eh, was this needed here? But it doesn't really serve a greater purpose other than you know, like you know, you got Bam Bam covering Rick Steiner and counting the three himself or counting the six basically. And right. the thing is, it's like. Just lay there, Rick. Like, like it right. doesn't really prove anything. It never really did for me, anyway. Yeah. Um. Here's my here. Here's a quite. I try to think of like what would be one thing to kind of go thirty thousand foot view here with it. If you had to put if if you have if you're doing the list of the all time great tag teams, what's the lowest you would put the Steiners on your list? What's the lowest? <sighs> Three. That's good. I I was saying two, maybe. I maybe. mean it's. I mean. I mean, who beats them? Road Warriors. Right. That's the only one, <clears throat> and the only reason is there is literally a part of wrestling lexicon. There is something called Road Warrior Pops because of them, because of how over they were during their prime and and Jim Crockett NWA and everything. So there is something to that. Now, granted, like. I mean, if we're going to, 
I don't think it's even close when you get to work, get down a work rate like between the two. No, no, the, the Steiner. I, I would say that for any for any tag team, uh, yeah. like even because I'm I'm starting to think like even like the Hart Foundation. It's like ah, I still think I like the Steiners more than the Hart Foundation, or uh, or even the Rockers. So yeah, Steiners are definitely at at the very least in the top three for me. Yeah. I, I was just, I was thinking about that. Like, I was like, how low would you put him? I was like, I couldn't put him below two. And they may, they may be number one. I mean, this era of them, I mean, their WWE run, it's fine. They save, not, they save WrestleMania nine. Yeah. Yeah. But it's too bad. They it. don't, they, they don't, A, they're not around long. Is part <clears> of no, it. not at all. And, and then two, like, they just don't, they just don't hit the heights of where they, of what they, or where they were in WCW. Because, I mean, this this season. One of the other great things we've talked about Pillman, how cool it's been to see him go. But and obviously the Sid squashes are phenomenal to watch. But the Steiners, just watching them work overall, like and against a variety of different tag teams. I mean, it's it's fantastic work. I, I, I and it's it's just so funny to think of like I'm I'm trying to think when they really like they still wrestles a tag up through what like. It, it's it is it's like ninety seven or ninety eight. Oh, are you talking about overall? Yeah, I think they yeah. tagged a couple of times in TNA. Yeah, that's true. They did bring it back. Yeah, but yeah. That, that but that doesn't count. So right, because I was I was trying to remember what I was trying to remember was like I know like we're kind of at peak ta- Steiner's tag team. I don't know how much longer we'll be at this because I feel like they're going to be go- well. Obviously, they're going to be going soon to to WWF. Probably is that like what ninety three. Yeah, so WrestleMania three is uh, ninety three. Um, I think they leave. I think they leave at the end of ninety two to head over there. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, we're pretty much like this is it as as good as it's it's going to get probably for them as a tag team. But, um, uh, I don't know. I was I I was just trying to think like you know how much what else do they have beyond this? And I was like, it's really not much because I'm trying to remember when they go back what they have that's really super significant and I, I it's just not coming to me it doesn't well, mean it was <clears throat> when I, I remember when Scott turned on Rick uh, right. back in I right. think it was 97 when Scott joined the NWO and this is when Scott had the that weird period where he had like short black hair and a goatee mm-hmm. you know right. I just remember him just waffling Rick Steiner and that's really the last thing I remember I don't even know if they had a match like at a at a pay per view after that because I mean Rick Steiner was like immediately demoted. <laughs> I feel like they did, did but they? I, I but and and this is what I'm going to compare it to. Do you remember like all right after WrestleMania 15, they square up X Pac, and Triple H for Backlash where mm-hmm. like he just kills him like he just kills X Pac like he just beats the crap out of him and that's the end like I feel like it's kind of there's never really like. It, it does not become this prolonged feud. And I feel like it's kind of the same thing with Rick and Scott when they feud. Like, I I just don't remember it being this big, this big, long feud. Like, it has, it obviously, they, they do, I, I know they have a match, but I just don't feel like it goes really, it doesn't build to something else, to something else, to eventually, you know, the cage match at the pay-per-view type of thing. Oh, not at all. No, if they, no. Have, if they have a match, it's probably, a, I don't know. Great American Bash or something, you know. I do feel like I, I do vaguely remember when Scott turns and he joins the NWO. There's, 
You know, whenever anytime like a big baby face goes heel, it's like these these other faces step up that are like I, I feel like they think if they win they're gonna turn the guy face because they beat him. <laughs> and I feel like I feel like like the guardian angel or Ray Trailer or whatever he was calling himself shows up and it's like he's gonna what are you are you gonna beat some sense into him? Like he just turned back he's not turning back. <laughs> like it doesn't matter if he loses to you. That is not <laughs> Yeah, you don't see that much anymore, but yeah, I remember that old trope. How crazy is it that none of these guys are in the Hall of Fame? That are in this um, considering that I believe all four of them should be, uh, yeah, it's a little strange. Especially, I, I, although I'm willing to bet Vader goes in next time, uh, because it, death always seems to ramp up uh, the nomination process. You know, for I can't believe they guys. didn't get him in sooner. I'm just shocked, even when they knew he was sick. And, like, the thing is, like, they brought him in to do that Legends run with Heath Slater. He yes, did, did. So he, so I mean, like, he was on good terms with him. I I was, when I was looking through stuff related to it, I saw where, like, X-Pac or Waltman had said that he thought he campaigned so much that, like, it worked against him. Vader to campaigned to get into the Hall of Fame? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I and what does that mean? Like, I don't think he literally had like ads out there. Like, you should put me in the WWE Hall of Fame, paid for by Vader, twenty sixteen or whatever. He, <laughs> you know, he found the Lex Express. <laughs> <laughs> and, and literally turned it into Van Vader. Yeah. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Just went around the country. <laughs> you want Vader? Bam Bam's another one though, like how he isn't in, and like he's got like all he's got great legends cred from being like a a a, 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 a pretty like at at one point like uh, arguably the number two face. Yes, after Hogan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I mean, the Steiners. I, <clears throat> Scott is just so <laughs> he is so vocally like like angry <laughs> with WWE at times that like I don't know. If we'll see it in our lifetime, maybe. I, don't know. I mean, he keeps popping back up in TNA. Um, he right. did a Frankensteiner off the top rope. I know. Uh, a couple of months ago, which I just love that. Um, did you watch? Have you watched any of his TNA stuff just to see what it is? Only, uh, only the promos. Oh yeah, I, I, uh, and you'll hear it at the head of this. I listen to just this awesome backstage interview like last year and this 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 kid is trying to interview him and he's like hey so scott what were like some of the he asked he, so you can tell he really wants this answer because he asked it twice back is to this back. when he asked about um uh what, what was it mike rotundo's tag team no but i i'm anxious to hear that in a moment i'd love to hear that because okay. he <clears throat> he says he, he says to scott he's like so what were some of your like you know what are some of the all-time great moments, you know, for you? And he kind of like he he doesn't mention anything specific at first. He says like, "Oh yeah, yeah, um, NWO that era is the best because we were working in domes. The money was great. Blah blah blah." He says, "Anytime you want a title was always really something memorable." He doesn't. He never mentions a specific match. But then the kid like comes back. He's like, "Is there anything you're just like, oh my god, that's an incredible moment?" And he Scott goes, "Well, there are plenty of times with my freaks." That are- <laughs> And he just keeps talking about, like, women. And, like, he's like, I love... Women are a beautiful creature. And that is... 
and and he's just fumbling all around it because like he, he he subscribes to the uh, Shawn Michaels promo of uh, you know uh, you know that was a big green uh, dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's so funny because like you're you're hoping when you ask a wrestler like what's like your great moment and you're gonna get him on camera saying like oh yeah it was Starcade blah 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 where I wrestled this and it was just really cool because of the pops nope it's all my it's all my freaks that's that's what's memorable to me when the camera <laughs> the camera's not rolling so go ahead what was the thing you were gonna say about the rotunda uh, what was the name of rotunda's tag team um, it's the varsity club that's it. He was asked, uh, and it's a shoot interview that's kind of popular on YouTube. Um, you know, w- what are some of your memories like, like in that series of matches that you had with the Varsity Club, stuff like that? And and Steiner kind of cuts him off and goes, "I never fought the Varsity Club." Because <laughs> it's Rick, isn't it? Isn't Rick the one who had like? Oh no, no, Scott fought fought the Varsity Club. <laughs> he just didn't remember. <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "No, you and Rick uh, tagged against the Varsity Club a couple of times." He goes, "I don't even know who that is. Who's the Varsity Club?" You know, Don't you remember it was in uh, Homecoming? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, and, the Varsity Club. Well, the best <laughs> the best part is I think uh, I think Scott actually like looks over to like I guess I I don't I can't think of another word to call him his handler and he's like is that true did I do that he goes you, and you can just hear him off camera yeah yeah that's true and he's oh. <laughs> oh well I I don't remember so I <laughs> that was the end of the interview <laughs> yeah it's. You know, thinking back to season one, that he actually has like a pretty cool run. Yeah. When he's having it, it's I mean, Scott it's Steiner was on TV, you knew you had to watch. <laughs> oh yeah. Shivani had the and, best quote about it. Well oh, oh, yep. Are you talking about yeah, Scott that Steiner one. has that, a mic? Oh god. Scott Steiner has a microphone. <laughs> Just Yes. I think the in that interview, the kid asked him about it, and he's just sort of like, "Oh, I was just kind of saying what I was feeling," and <laughs> he always is. <laughs> no, it's just <laughs> there. There is an interesting moment. Um, I think it's after it's in this tag match. It's after Scott like falls off the top rope, and in order to help him, Vader drops an elbow on him. <laughs> yeah, and it's and Vader picks him up and puts him in the corner, and he tags Bam Bam. But you can hear Vader say, "You all right?" And Scott goes, Scott goes, yeah! <laughs> I, lo- I also love, like, when you when you see Rick and he's like, come on, Rick! Yes, Let's yes, go, he's Rick! When he's, when he's running the ropes. Yeah, he's yeah. like, come on, Rick! Um, yeah, Scott falling off the top rope. He botches twice in this match, uh, yeah. to my account. Which, I, I maybe, maybe it's one of those situations where, you know, sometimes you'll hear, like, wrestlers talk about, oh, when I worked for that company, do you remember this incident? Oh, yeah, the ropes were way too slippery. Uh, and you're like, yeah. and you don't even think ropes could be slippery. Um, right. But like I said, every time he botches, though, uh, even that suplex where Bam Bam just kind of sat on him, uh, <laughs> it, it's always a good recovery. It's believable. It was also like very believable that he'd been worked over enough that he tries one of these moves that yeah. you know, he usually hits, and it just doesn't go. It just doesn't go. And, and yeah, and it, it totally works because the Steiners are trying. That's one thing I like about this match is the story of it. The Steiners are trying to wrestle their style of match, but they're completely outsized. Right. Yeah, so they have to kind of compensate for it and make it work. That is, like, the, and this was our criticism in the last match. Remember how we were, like, after all those moves, it was just this belly-to-belly off the top rope, which looks really tame, that put away 
uh, Ayazuka and uh, Fujina, uh, Fujinami. The second row, and, belly to belly, was that it? Yeah, 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 yeah that's the one. Yeah, um, and here, like Rick hits just basically like an out of no, like an out of nowhere belly to belly, and that's the finish. And you're like, oh, after all that, that's how we're gonna end it. I will agree. Like that's something. That, like as much as I love it it does kind of like take a little bit of luster out. And again, like the, what I was trying to balance it out with is like certain promotions may have like done that. That may have been kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Where it's like they, they use that enough to where like the crowd was conditioned to, Oh yeah, that could, that could happen here at any time. Just sort of like how, unfortunately now we're getting to the point where after like all these different types of suplexes, it's, Oh, a schoolboy for the win. Oh, why is that, that so funny? That thing that Corey Graves said. What did he say? I didn't. Have you I seen this? It. Uh, it's this clip on YouTube. Uh, it happened like last week where Renee Young is just talking about a match and Corey Graves goes, he just, yep, you should have put him in a schoolboy. And Oh, a small package. Or a small package or something. And Renee, so, Renee Young just starts. <laughs> well, all right. So what's the dude's name who was the 24-7 champ? What's his name? I can't. I don't even know. I, that guy, I'm so sorry. I don't. I, I I don't have it. But he was like, he was in bed with his wife, and he gets up and he's why he's got the title on. I don't know, but he's clearly <laughs> just in his underwear. Okay. And our truth like rolls him up in the hotel, and that's why like she. I I think that's this why is it? he. Yeah, that's that's why. And then Renee Young. He was referencing that incident. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess a school, a small package, because that was was it a schoolboy or a small package? I think he got him with a schoolboy. He just rolls him up from behind. Jesus, and, that's a risky move yeah. in the bedroom. <laughs> I mean, it. Have you watched any of that twenty four seven stuff? I've never seen a single match. Yeah, I, I, I've caught like just seconds of bits and pieces, and I'm like, eh. When I when I, I heard mean, the title was endorsed by Foley, that's when I knew not to tune in. I mean, they're fighting on the tarmac, like, and it's, and I say fighting, like, I mean, it's like a couple of punches, couple of punches. and like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's not a, it's not like St. Valentine's Day Massacre, where we're going into the river, you know? <laughs> we're going into the Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Bob, no! <laughs> Sully lands the plane to win the title, he lands the plane on top of our truth <laughs> Yep, I got my retirement pension revoked. <laughs> But at least I won this title. <laughs> yeah, I. It's. I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's entertaining for like a wrestling crowd nowadays. I'm not positive how, um, how fans of like. I, I'm not positive about fans like from, the era we're used to, like look at it. I'm not. I haven't really talked to anybody about it, so this is the first I've really done so. But I, I think they already have like seventy champions. Uh, it, it, it's a large number. Yeah, I know. Like our truth is like really in contention. Like at any point, like he could show up and and just take the belt back. Is what it seems like. He's just yes, always. He's the Ric Flair of the twenty four seven champions. <laughs> Woo! What a prestigious title. It's very prestigious. Yeah, I mean, I mean, let's be honest. It's a comedy belt. Like that's right. that's all it is. It's for comic relief. Um, yeah. But yeah. anyway. But, um, so, um, again, looking ahead, like, the Steiners are going to be rest. They're, they're defending the, the WCW tag titles at Beach Blast. 
Now we'll see. I'm not positive. I'm. I'd be curious if they do something there to kind of build towards this match we just saw. I don't know, but we'll see. They're not wrestling. <laughs> they're. I, I hate. It's. I think it's Terry Gordy and Steve Williams is who they're wrestling. So it's. <laughs> it's not like oh, they're. Jesus. So I mean, it's. It's not. It's, it's nothing spectacular in terms of. It's. I'll be honest, dude. Um, it's not a great card. <laughs> I've looked Honestly, at it. Honestly, like the only team that's. Because that's another reason why I think it'd be a good idea for them to, to bounce town is that there's not a whole lot of teams left for them to fight. But there is one team I'd like to see them fight, and I don't think it's going to happen. And that's the Which, that's the Freebirds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would I, love to see that. Because <clears throat> it really felt like after Scott got injured in 91 that it was like, oh, it kind of... Because by the time he comes back, like they're remember, like they're on this. We talked about like they're in the kind of their own orbit where they're not really a part of anything, but they're out there and they probably will get back to the titles at some point. But it just feels like their momentum is completely gone. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. They lost their. That's spot. why, like, right? Yeah, and and it's and it's a bummer. It's just such a bummer because I loved the tag titles being in that Sting Squadron Dangerous Alliance feud as well. That was it was kind of neat how you had literally three championships like in contention or being contested in that you know in that feud. Mm-hmm. So but you know it's fine. I, I that's we'll see how much more mileage the the Steiners are going to get. And that's the fun part about not knowing ahead of time. It's it's kind of cool to speculate based on what we're watching right now from from that time period without having the knowledge of what actually happens so much in our heads. So, um, I think we're good, man. Aren't you? You think we're good? Yeah. I think we've covered the match. Well, twice, (laughs) (laughs) but I think so. Um, as we mentioned, we're back, uh, for beach blast. What what would you give it? Um, coming back down to reality a little bit, I would probably, I'll go on my high end. I'll give it an eight. I think okay. it's really, really good. Um, I think it, it definitely leaves room for some improvement. But, I mean, it does so much good up to that point that it's hard to, like, knock it farther down. Where would you put it? Uh, seven. Um, okay. There's not a dull moment in the match, which is, you know, as much as I love tag matches, let's be honest. Like, there's a couple – There's tag matches usually have dull moments. Even the rest spot, I don't really mind it. At all, because I'm yeah. still just kind of. I, th- I think a lot of this match is simply carried on the fact that this, that it's these four guys. You know, so, yeah. so they can kind of go yeah. overcome like any hurdle like that because it's just like the novelty of it. Yeah, this is a very fast-paced, very fun match. I, I am a fan. Another another great Steiner brother match. Yeah, it just keeps building their resume. Like they're. I mean, it's nothing against those tag teams of today. I know people argue for the revival. No, it's everything it's against good. the tag teams of today. They're nowhere near as good as the Steiner <laughs> brothers. They don't even come close. The revival. The, what, I've heard, what, man. What are you reviving? I I hear this like so. I've listened to a couple of just ranking shows that talk about. I think it was WWF tag teams on Place to Be Nation. It was really good. It was fun to hear so many tag teams, like so many different tag, even though they weren't some that were extremely short lived, like how they rank overall. Like I think they did like a hundred of them. It was really good. And I just, when I was hearing all these arguments, like, Oh, the revival belong in the top 10. I was like, of all time, we're there. Are you serious? Who who even are they? Is is this like, what is it? Doug Wilder and 
<laughs> it's a it's it's Dawson and uh, yeah it's Dow it's Dawson and Wilder. Who's Dawson? I don't know. Like, what's his first name? I, I, or is his name just Dawson? Scott. <laughs> Scott Dawson. Man, I'm really sorry, fans. I, I have I don't I'm I bring up this point and I have absolutely nothing to. <laughs> oh, Dash to, Wilder. Oh, he's Dash the, he's Wilder. the guy who. He's the guy who sucker punched the uh, the Bret Hart uh, attacker. That's the only thing I know him from. Right. I it's it's nothing. I I think it's just like it's again like it's people's perception perception of NXT stuff. Let's throw in the oddities Sometimes. while we're at it. You know, uh, <laughs> any two of them will do. I, it's just insane. Yeah, it's it's the NXT thing. I I love that. WWE is like, oh, we'll we'll combat AEW with uh, an NXT show, and I'm just like, I am so tired of NXT. I'm tired of hearing about it. I'm tired of talking about it. Um, yeah, it's 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 that this is awesome phase of pro wrestling where everything is amazing and everyone does power bombs on aprons and DDTs on aprons. <laughs> <laughs> Headlock takedown on April. On April. Yeah, this is why like, I love that idea of Hulk Hogan trying to wrestle in the modern <laughs> era, and he just goes for a leg drop on the apron, and it's an instant career killer. So, all right, just so everyone... I, I, it'll be, it'd be much... It'd be different if Jason was here to kind of throw in his, his versions of this, but the idea was that Hulk Hogan is backstage, and he just keeps, like, disabling, like, or taking out wrestlers and stealing their gimmicks, literally, like, putting on their, their outfits and stuff and coming out <laughs> and trying to get on TV, but you, you still figure has out the mustache. Quick, it still has it. Like, and this comes from the video we posted of Bray Wyatt's return, but instead you put the... <laughs> <laughs> that American main. Bray? And it, it fits perfectly. I mean, it's, uh, it, it's Finn Balor's reaction. Yeah. Just like, what? I haven't heard that in 20 years. Uh, my, the one I just kept thinking about is him as Ricochet. The fact that he would put on a bald cap, even though Hulk Hogan is already pretty much bald. Anyway. <laughs> but he'll never admit it. He'll never admit it. <laughs> I, love that I, I love that I have two Hulk Hogan action figures made by Mattel, and they both have vastly different hairlines. <laughs> That's good. It's just like, well, Hogan got a hold of one of these. <laughs> We're joking about him as Roman Reigns. And then when he does the drive by, his back just shatters. I like to see Hulk Hogan do the Superman punch, like with the with the set with the setup and everything where he punches the ground. Man, we were talking about the one with Ricochet. Him doing the the eight thirty or the seven forty, oh, the ten eighty, quarter past ten, yeah. <laughs> whatever the. I'm sorry, whatever the move is. I mean, oh, I you're talking about when, when he flips like yeah, oh, like seventy man. times. It's I, I well no, I'm good. I, I hate that. <laughs> but Hogan like stands but, well, there. Hogan like, doing it? No, no brother, I can't do that. <laughs> I'm I can't do it, brother. And then, just, just just gets to the ground and does an elbow drop. Security then ushers him out of the building in handcuffs. You know what? That's not Ricochet. Because <laughs> he won't do that move. <laughs> oh, this would be the best. Just, it's like the Mr. America thing. Yeah. Just taken to another level. Just at a whole other level. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, guys, Beach Blast 92. That'll be the next, like, uh, official show. And who knows? We'll... <laughs> we, we, you never can tell if we pop up with another 
type of these episodes. But this was fun to do. The commentary was a blast to do with Charlie, so I'm glad we got to do that. Um, you can still, of course, we're on Twitter at New Blood Pod. Send us thoughts, things of that nature. Your best of luck spots. We love hearing them. That's, that's a shout-out to Ryan Palmer. That guy, man, when we do this, if you search that hashtag best of luck spot, that guy does not stop scouring the internet for people that just take unnecessary risks and matches. Wasn't there a woman um, who did a suicide dive and just <laughs> careened into a bunch of chairs? Like, yes. <laughs> yes. I don't think, I didn't see a person that she was going I didn't at. see a like, soul. I, <laughs> I, maybe, maybe she saw Patrick Swayze or something, and, and just like, he, it's like he's not revenge. really there. He, you remember when he would do it in Revenge, and you just like stop when you oh, hit the yeah. guardrail? You... It, it was uh, <laughs> it's the old video game, uh, The Invisible Wall, and yeah. and uh, the thing that was weird was that all THQ had to do was add in a sound effect, uh, and there was no sound when you would ram your head into the gate. <laughs> Well, there's one sound, and it's apparently one fan that screams out, Oh! <laughs> yeah, there is that. So, Whoops. But, um, oh, I killed my wife. <laughs> no! Oh, wait a minute! We're on Twitter at New Blood Pod. We're on Facebook, New Blood Rising Podcast. Jason Keesler, you can find him at the Jason Keesler. I am at William Rinkin83. And I am at CM underscore Stabs. We'll see you all again for Beach Blast 92. Kick out! Kick out, Cactus! Goodbye, my friend. That's the goodbye. Goodbye, Cactus. Thanks for the great memories, buddy. You're going to be missed, Cactus. Godspeed, McFoley.